0: Aloha, and welcome to another candid conversation. Today we're joined by Dale Hanna, the creator and founder of Foresight Intelligence. And we're going to talk in this particular point of a specific aspect of his fleet management system that is a play on text messaging SMS. Dale, what in the devil is fleet management SMS?
1: well first thank you ron for having me yeah sms is a play on word so sms is another word for text messaging and so we made this piece service management system so it's a play on word so it's increasing the speed of communication with customers for dealer service department
0: and in one of the blogs you talked about the fact that um customer service was necessary at the speed of text. Yes. And what you've done with fleet management SMS is exactly that, isn't it? That is where the future is going
1: to. Um, so there are some studies saying essentially it takes about 90 minutes to get a response from email, 90 seconds to get a response from text message. And people, as we know, especially in the field, they don't always check their email, but text almost is always checked. Um, so yes, that's very true. Uh, that's that's where the world is moving to, and we, we believe that will be very helpful
0: for the dealers. Yeah, we had a, a discussion recently with Ed Wallace relative to what he calls worthy intent, which is tell me more. Well, it's it's the foundation of customer service, people caring about the relationship back and forth. And the service department has been a place that has not necessarily been viewed as somebody that communicates well. They're technical people. They're yes. they're busy. They don't pick up the phone and say, Hey, Dale, I've had a problem such and such. Yes. But the SMS piece of, fleet management does is they they automate all of that, don't they?
1: We automate a lot of it, yes, based on the stage of um, work order, which people can define. And recently we did an implementation for a dealership. They actually linked to their parts department because the supply chain issues. So if they notice a part is on back order, then we automatically, based on criteria, send out notification to the customer, hey, one part or multiple parts are on back order and the an anticipated delay is X weeks. Perfect. And without human yeah. intervention, right? So that takes care of probably 80 to 90% of the message you need to send out automatically.
0: So as we go through, the dealer defines... What the communication points are that they want to use, correct?
1: Dealer defines exactly how their workflow is, at which point they want to tell customer what. Right? So they, and, they
0: give that to you as kind of a decision tree, just to use different jargon. That, absolutely. That this happens, that trigger, this happens, that trigger, this happens, that trigger. And it's all automatic. It's all automatic. That's the portion that's
1: automatic. And of course, Uh, you can do uh, human interaction, right? So in addition to that, if you find something else wrong standard, right? As you're fixing something, you find something else wrong, you can take a picture, do an inspection, and you can send customer a portion of the inspection rather than the whole inspection could be internal. Some things you don't really want to share necessarily uh, with the customer in its raw form. And then you can actually send Uh, estimate based on that as well. And the customer can approve it, right, all over them without actually trying to find somebody over the phone. And uh, that's the more traditional way, right? That's the biggest complaint um, customers have, uh, our customer dealers have, is it takes forever to find people, right? Then there's a lot of phone tags and delays and this. And then the other problem is text message. If you say, well, I just text use my phone, There's no way to organize it. Uh, One of the dealers lost $20,000 because the customer did not approve something. They did it. And so there's this confusion, right? I thought they did it. Nobody can look it up. They can't even figure it out. So that's the other thing uh, this this helps them solve is having email, text, however, all all in the same place, easy to see. There's the internal site. There's an external side, so you can have internal communication that doesn't go anywhere. You can have external communication that goes to customer. If they approve something, then you can see there's a record
0: that they did it. You know, it's, it's, it's remarkable how over the years, let me just say it that way, decades maybe, we've developed standalone systems and they almost existed in silos. And now with, I'm going to call it the Internet of Things, which is what everybody seems to want to call it, instead of those vertical stylos being separate, we've made it a condominium and put them all together so that now GPS and telematics and sensors and instructions and work orders and labor entries and parts order, all of those things are handled almost like in a, a, a mission control type of way.
1: You, you are so right. You are so right, Ron. There's so many. Our world is complex. In the equipment world, in the construction world, is very complex. There's not a single system that's going to do well in everything. That's essentially not possible from what I see. So the... Future is going to have a lot of systems do a lot of specialized things, but they are connected. Exactly like you say. So it should be in a way to the mission control person. They don't really care too much exactly what system that comes from as long as you can easily control things and see things in the big picture. You're absolutely right. And I think overall, that is the big Evolution that's that's happening. Um, the individual systems are getting really good in every way, really fast. And yeah. but the connection is still quite weak. Uh, a lot of Excel spreadsheet is being done all the time. Data yeah. get copied, double entry, yeah. and I, I see that's the next sort of big thing to 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 come in to to make everything substantially better. Kind of
0: interesting had a a very slow evolution. Almost everybody is computerized now, just to use a term. Yes. A laptop, a tablet, almost everybody has systems involved in their job. Correct. Which when I was growing up and in high school, there was a cartoon of a a button being pushed, replacing people. The computer just pushed the button. I was going to replace a bunch of people. So they started scaring the devil out of us. (laughs) and and slowly but surely they've morphed into systems but my complaint has been the dealer management providers they're looking at business process business flow a work order from opening it to invoicing it a parts order from entering it to shipping it and a machine order from specking it to shipping it da-da-da-da-da. Where you fit in, exactly what we you were just saying, now we've got these specialized tools that are almost bolt-ons. So it's like an attachment to a machine. Oh, you want to dig a trench? Terrific. Here's a ripper. You want to load hay? Oh, terrific. Here's a fork. Blah, blah, blah. And now they're all coming together, but... the. How do you find the communication with the traditional dealer business system people, the Infos and DISs and CDKs, et cetera, et cetera? Are they trying oh. to do what you're doing, or are they letting you do it?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. But first, I want to say your example of uh, attachment is so so appropriate yeah. in this case. It's it's yes. so true, right? So that's how I I I actually come from ERP world. I used to design your piece and that's almost like in many ways, the main engine, right? So you got to manage so many things and, uh, even just a little detail of taxes in different jurisdictions is a huge, huge thing. And payroll is another huge huge thing. So, um, Typically, they have a lot of resources, but with all those aspects, there's no way to go deep, right? So, what sales Salesforce is a huge example, right? Salesforce is highly successful sales team, and that's not a ERP per se, right? Uh, but they just do sales better, right? And there's no no um, there's no trend that I see that anybody's going to replace ERP uh, in any way it is it is very useful, but specialized things need specialized tools, just like your attachment. That's so appropriate. Now the ERP, I think, is all different in their approaches. Um so you have the mainline ERPs, that's Microsoft and those. They tend to have openings. You can write into it. Uh then some of the um some of the ERP are more open than other. So, being being a person coming from ERP world and also looking at the world in general, I think open is the future. Absolutely. And ERP. So, if if an ERP company wants to do something better, you can always offer it. But if you allow other people to connect with you, um, I think you're going to have more customers going forward. Because a lot of customers now they're they're going to ask about that
0: now. Yeah, I agree with that. The, yeah. it, it's, it's going to it's going to be really interesting. The you know there's there's parallel um, there's there's parallel planning in organizational structure. Like we're with the pandemic and the last two years, instead of a natural evolution, we've been kind of had a we've had a compression. In, in change which is part of the anxiety society's feeling us along with everything else but organizationally the you know the traditional organization the the, the pyramid the boss is at the top in the front of the room with a shaded hat looking down on the people because he's raised <laughs> you know so we we've got that vertical organization then that moved to more horizontal when we went to total quality management got rid of layers which which was only allowable to happen because of technology making people more productive. So for instance, there's if you were a secretary, it wasn't a good time. But when computers first arrived and word processing arrived, 521,000 secretaries lost their jobs because the bosses did their own mail. And And, and then we got a matrix organization, which was the beginning of specialization, wasn't it? So here you got an ERP and we have I'm going to call the ERP a generalist model. Yes. It's it's a tool to handle most things. And then you've got the specialist, let's use Salesforce as your example where they know sales, baby, they got a tool and we'll bolt it on to your ERP. Yes. And we make Salesforce monolithic and huge so that the ER people, eh, I'm not going to go do that. They're there. It's kind of like I want to build an airport in Phoenix to compare, compete with Sky Harbor. Like, where do you start? You know, how do you get there? Right. So here we are with the communication from the service department to the customer about a repair in process. The customer must love this.
1: They do. They do. I mean, they're busy as well, right? So, sure. So when the dealer is making five calls or taking five calls or listen to messages and look at missed calls, <laughs> it's the same on the other side. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they, they want it done quicker, faster. They don't have time either. I mean, the labor shortage, that's the other outcome of this pandemic, labor shortage. That's everywhere. Yes, very much so.
0: So that that comment of of Ed Wallace's with worthy intent, what the SMS tool provides for the customer is the caring and empathy without interfering with the time that the service management has to spend to manage the labor, to make the repair, to track the progress, to deal with difficulties, to inspect other things they find, so that you're, you're giving the management a tool Without them having to do anything.
1: Absolutely, you, you're absolutely right. So we we were having a conversation with a dealer yesterday. Um, so they were not yet thinking about it. And but as the conversation went on, he realized the world has changed. He said, "I I would want that actually. I would as a, if I were a customer, I would want to know which stage is it been done. Uh, just kind of like the uh, the whole delivery." Uh, FedEx, UPS, right? Now we expect to, if I want to know where it is, uh, where it got stuck, when it's going to be delivered, the moment it's delivered, so the expectation of, uh, partly because pandemic, like you said, it's compressed, our expectation has increased as well, right? So it feels odd now that I can't know. (laughs) In in old days, it's a nicety, oh, Okay, I can though. Now it's kind of odd. Wait, you can't tell me that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because of people like FedEx and UPS and Amazon and Walmart, others they all do the same thing. You play. They all do orders. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 coming it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And those that don't play in that arena are going to be left behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
1: right now, Walmart delivers something to have a picture of where they dropped it to you, right? So, so would you rather buy from that or someone else? Who knows when's gonna get there? What might happen? Might not happen? Who knows? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you know the old-fashioned definition of customer service is understanding what the customer's expectation was before the event, and then what was their. Um, After the event, what was their realization? What was their experience? And if the expectation doesn't match the delivery, you you get a blank in customer service. If it does, what's becoming nasty about that is if it does, it's expected. Yes. So really the sore points, the, the sore spots that are sticking up is when you fail. Previously, we didn't know that. Correct. Neither did the customer correct so now if they use your tool and there's others out there that provide a similar tool but if they use your tool or not those that do have a heck of a step up on those that don't absolutely so these ex- expectation to perception <laughs> bless you so Thank the you. expectation to perception gap on customer service becomes much more plain and clear to the customer. Um, yes. I, I deal with dealer A and they give me this information. I, I appreciate having a status every day with a picture of where you're at. Uh, uh, well, we, we can do that.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, absolutely. And uh, you, you see a similar thing that is happening, right? In the rental industry, very adjacent to what we do. Uh, United Rentals have invested heavily first to provide certain visibility to customers. <laughs> now all the other rental company have the, pretty much do catch up now. Yep, right, and they're uh, uh, since they're public company, their gross margin substantially better than
0: other rental companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a reason for all of this. The other the other thing that comes along with that that kind of circumstances, the time. I just did a, a piece on Henry Ford from the late 1800s with the assembly line, et cetera. The time from the idea creation to it becoming normal. So example, I'm an inventor of a telephone. I'm Alexander Graham Bell. I have an advantage for decades before competition has caught up with me. Yes. That time gap, which used to be decades, is not even years anymore. It's months. Correct. It is so easy to duplicate what you've done. I don't mean this in a bad way, but absolutely you have it's kind of like the walkman that first came out. It's 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 a it's a device, it's a, it was a tape, driven deal, and I'm listening to music. And then from that, it went to a a disc. From that, it went to a chip. So with the tape, I wasn't able to get through to a particular song easily. With the disc, I was able to get there. With the disc, I can set up a a playlist. Yes. So how did, I think it was Sony that created the first Walkman. How did they stay ahead of the crowd as they were catching up? They kept hyzaning. They kept improving the product as it went. What are your dealers, your customers asking you to do to the SMS to make it more productive for them? Is there anything yet that they're bringing back?
1: Yeah, I think there, there's um, there's a lot of aspects, right So uh, the key thing I think that is really exciting to them uh, are requirement of inspection as a requirement to close work order, uh, that's, that's a little bit of workflow and be able to share a portion, whatever portion or the whole thing with customers. Uh, customer self-service. So if you have a question, they can just click and they're, they have everything. Uh, estimate, est- estimate gets approved or rejected or modification requested in literally a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like you get a text, here it is. I look at, yeah, take out item number three, I'll sign. Done. Right? So, so you're done in minutes.
0: Yeah. In other words, what they're doing, they're finding other ways to use a similar application. They're finding other aspects, other tools, other other, other source spots that can be solved using similar technologies, similar thinking, inspections.
1: Uh, Tell me again. I'm not sure no, I'm, where, I'm, where
0: you're going. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they're doing the, they're tracking the repair. Correct. They do an inspection. Correct. The inspection leads to a quote. So yes. I can text out the inspection. I can text out the quote. I can get discussion with the customer without, like you said earlier, one of the problems was calling a guy. Well, he's out in the field. I can't reach yes. him. Or calling a guy. This is another one that it, he's underground in a mine. Exactly, and and texts get past a lot of that, and they're instantaneous, and the ninety minute to ninety second time warp, Yes. Now we're creating an expectation on the part of the manager of a function. What other areas? Here's a back order. Boom! I'll give you information like right now.
1: Yes. So that's that's uh, that's that's a good one you hit on because the supply chain. Um, back order right so if I, if I can't get parts can be automated to notify customers this 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 repair might have to be delayed because we can't get parts till January whatever however many days
0: yes so so where where it sits now with foresight intelligence you've created a product I'm going to call it Fleet management. And now you've got a suite of things in fleet management, one of which is SMS. That is very correct. To facilitate the interface between customers and suppliers of things. Correct. So that could be used for washing machines. It could be used for pickup trucks. It could be. Oh, absolutely. Everything.
1: Yeah. any, Any service related industry could use a module. Uh, So where I see this evolving to, um, there there are several several places it evolves to, right? So this is built in our platform on the fleet management platform. So you could easily manage maintenance automatically. You could optimize your service technician's route. You could uh, do all kinds of things going from there. Absolutely.
0: So... I think we've pretty well covered the SMS slide. In order for people to get more information, how do they get in touch with you? Is it a website or an email, or how? How? What? What should people do who want to find out more information about SMS within Forsighted? Yeah,
1: it's, it's 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 very easy. Uh, you can just send me an email. Uh, we will get the right resources to 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 talk to you. And the way we typically work with dealers is a whiteboard session. Uh, so we sit down and try to understand where your world is, what you want to do, and we'll come up, a, a walk away with what we think We give you our benefit of our thoughts. It's all completely free. From there, you can decide whatever you want to do. Um, my email is dhanna of It's a little bit long, but if you want to find me on LinkedIn, it's very, very easy. Then we'll get the right resources and get everything taken care of for you.
0: Okay, so D. Hannah. At foresightintelligence.com. That'll be an email that gets right through to you. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Gail, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for this time. And I'd like to thank the audience for listening into us. And I hope you're going to join us with another candid conversation in the near future. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support. Should you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.learningwithoutscars.com The time is now. Mahalo.